about study for obedience which was on the booker shortlist so a couple episodes we talked about prophet song which won the booker this book was on the shortlist with it but it did not win i personally like this book more than i did prophet song i liked it a lot more than i did for prophet song i gave this one five stars but it kind of surprised me how much I liked it because it's the lowest ranking of the booker, not even the shortlist, but the long list. Study for Obedience by Sarah Bernstein, right now at Goodreads, sits at a 3.18, which is the lowest of all of them. So I have to admit, I was very surprised that I liked this one as much as I did because it seemed not a lot of people also liked it, which is a shame because I thought it was a great book. The book doesn't really have a plot. It says that there is a plot, there wasn't really a plot. It was more of like a character study and a character journey inside her mind because our character actually never really speaks in the book. It's a lot of her internal monologues and her thoughts. There's no dialogue in it. There's a couple of lines where she said, oh, well, my brother said this, but there's no like direct dialogue in it. It's all internal thoughts and kind of just the exploration of how we see the world around us based on the situation we're in. But our main character goes to this town in a country she's not from to help take care of her brother after his wife and kids left him. And she is experiencing this town and her brother and all of this. And it's kind of a study a little bit on was expected of women to do in this time because she said like, it was always my job to take care of my older brother like he was the best and that was my job to make sure he was supported. The language is very flowery, very long, very elegant. So I can see how that turned off a lot of people. A lot of people, when I was at least on Goodreads reviewing it, they were like, yeah, the writing was beautiful, but it made no sense. Or that they objectively thought the writing was beautiful, but wasn't their cup of tea. It definitely was a book you had to read slower because of that. The words just kept going and the sentences were just so long at some points we're like okay we, we could use a period here like to take a break but <laughs> you would never get them but anyway I thought the book was great I thought the book was beautiful I can understand why it won the Granta award which is the best of young British novelists when this came out I think it was really good and the book I think really explores into this character like I left this book knowing this character who they were and what her thoughts were and her personal growth so it's not really a plot book it's more of a character driven book rather than a plot driven book which oftentimes are a lot slower and this book was slow but it was still very engaging to me because I liked exploring this character's mind and what she was going through but when she talks about her brother she always talks about like how it's her job to take care of him even though he's the older brother and she's the younger sister and she talks about this moment in her childhood which I think really stuck out and really kind of illustrates how she was taught to perceive her role versus her brother's role in the family. On one particularly hot day he placed two of the captive frogs side by side on the edge of the lake. One much larger, my brother supposed to be a female, for reasons he would not reveal. The other, he said, clearly a juvenile male. My brother watched the frogs closely with anticipation I did not understand until at all once 
the larger frog turned and swallowed her companion whole. A single flipper flailed in her mouth. She swallowed again and was still. I knew I must not weep. I must not scream. I must not run, though I wanted to do these things. Yes, and to reach until my skin turned inside out. I was, it must be said, a sensitive child. My brother observed me closely. I knew he, together with the rest of my siblings, once they were informed and who had been engaged in similar hunting operations nearby, would hold me responsible for the act of cannibalism. And they did, using it as further evidence, presented to our parents who were at the moment sunning themselves quietly on the dock of my essentially barbarous nature that needed to be controlled. And they did. They gave me direction. They gave me purpose. I lived for them. I lived especially for my brother, the eldest, and the most handsome, most beloved of all the siblings. So much energy and hope had gone into his conception and rearing a firstborn son. The family was overjoyed. The siblings that, su that succeeded him, as well as the parents, were all delighted. Yes, we marked our eldest brother's achievements with special attention, were studiously ignorant of his failings at school, in extracurricular activities, in the social sphere. As far as we were concerned, he could do no wrong. He never had to ask for anything, and yet he did. He was ferocious. He grew to be a teenager, tall for our family, and fair-haired, dark-eyed, eventually an adult. He allied himself with certain kinds of people, took part in group chats where compromising images were shared of unconsenting individuals. He was a man at last, and he was beautiful. He took a peculiar interest in me, the youngest. So many siblings in between him and me, so many years, the rest of the family allowed him his indulgence, although they had marked me as a lost cause from birth. Weak lungs, allergic to most fruit, scrawny and pale infant with wispy hair. Nothing took with me, not convincingly. I was vague and unattentive. Though I was, still my eldest brother took it upon himself to remedy these failings in me. He took me under his wing. I became his pupil and his retainer. He made me understand the necessities of temperance and silence. I had made an essential error when organizing my conscience earlier on in life. My brother explained, and this was by entertaining the idea that it was reasonable for me to form my own judgment about the world, about the people in it. It was not an uncommon error, my brother went on. But it was a conviction, procurely un unwarranted, and also deep-seated in my case. It would not be easy to remedy. No, it would be my life's work to reorient all my desires in the service of another. That was the most I should expect to achieve. So see what I mean? Like the language is beautiful, but it's very hard to read, especially out loud because it just keeps going. Those were long sentences, very, very long sentences. But you can see her lack of confidence in herself and how that really shaped the way she views herself. She talks about how she was the youngest, she was the weakest, she was the least valuable in her family, but her brother was the most valuable. I think that alone really shapes our character's narration throughout the most of it because she gives up her job and she moves to take care of her brother without hesitation. Her brother asked her to come do it and she came and did it and she put her whole life and her job and everything she had on hold for her brother who is not very nice to her and who doesn't really help her when she comes here and even she says that when she first moved there her brother is not ill yet he's not unable to take care of himself or need someone to be like a live-in nurse with him I think that really kind of shows just how dependent she is on her brother and how she feels she's so inferior to her brother 
because her family has made her think that way and had kind of let her brother shape this narrative around them that she wasn't to have thoughts of her own and that she wasn't to do stuff for herself, that she was to serve others and that that's the only thing she's good at or the only thing that she can try to achieve in his words. As the book continues, she meets different people throughout the town. These odd things are happening, but not like supernatural odd things, like just odd coincidences are happening. And she starts to kind of think for herself and wonder, why am I here? I can be my own person. Like I'm this new person. People are interested in me. They want to know what I'm about. And I think that kind of gives her the drive to kind of think for herself and have this idea of who she is, or at least this idea of finding who she is seated in her that she wants to explore this and she wants to know who she is and live for herself and the book is following this transformation that she has so for example that passage i just read to you was way at the beginning to talk about how she lives for her brother and at the end you get a very different story from her this is what it starts to say all the way at the end allow me to begin that suggesting that there is nothing to say and nothing with which to say it whether it has been spoken heretofore or under duress against one's better judgment through weakness of will and the debility of mind, never stirring from the field of the possible, circumscribing instead a mean little reality, the protection of the frontier. What, I asked, has all that been in service of? The less we are offered, the finer the quality of attention we bring to bear. Do I suggest that a reorganization of the sensible is, po is possible? Of the commensable? No, not at all, no. I allow myself no horizon of possibility, where one might expect two poles to meet at the greatest ex extreme. What one finds is only distance and misunderstanding. But I see I have once more again committed my usual error. I have forgotten myself once more, overlooking the fact of my own impoverished language, incapable of any image whatsoever, any expression whatsoever. One comes up short, of course one does, short of oneself, short of the world, and yet I see it would not be enough for me to go away, to leave this place. I'm implicated personally, now where before I had only been implicated historically. Yes, it is much too late, I have read the theorist on this point, that things are such that they remain at the boundaries of verbal articulation. The fundamental question that I pose now, that have been posed before and elsewhere, more or less, word for word, here it is, my brother, prepare yourself, is whether one can go on living at all. Whether one who escaped by accident, one who by rights should have been killed, may go on living. One asks it of oneself, the questions posed by all the faces seated before me in the town church, the question that reverberates through the cavernous suburban home that was transmitted in the lullabies. What right, what reason did we have? one's ancestors to flee into the forest, cross the water, pedal rags, go to school. What was it all for when the final analysis one was never meant to survive? What was left and what was enough to carry on? But we begin to weary of this line, do we not? Before here, after all, we are. After standing on the dais for a while, I stepped down. The faces of the townspeople remain unreadable to me, unreadable as their language, as their law, as the land itself, not everything was possible, I reminded myself. So much was refused in advance. So much transpired on the scale of time and space that was longer than a lifetime, wider than a country, vaster than the story of the exile of a single person, 
and bigger still. These days, my brother pads from room to room in his bare feet in silence. His hair grows long. I cook and clean for him. I groom him and read to him. Bert dozes by the fireside. Outside, night gathers around the house. I breathe in and out this uncanny air. Today, as I write, it is the winter solstice. The land seeps beneath the snow. The boughs of the tree dip down under its weight. In the coming days, the townspeople will celebrate their holidays in the church, whose lights I can see even now from the window where I stand, beyond my brother's garden, far away down the valley. I know they will not come because they do not need to. Nevertheless, I say to myself softly, I am living. I claim my right to live. And I think this exploration she has with herself is, even though she's still taking care of her brother and feels the need to, I think she's starting to live for herself. Because even then, I think even her just having the courage to say to herself, I'm going to live for myself and not live for my brother or live for what my family wants me to do, I think that is such a strong thing for her to say. I think the book is something everyone... It's hit or miss for everyone. I think it's something you're either going to really like or you're going to not. I think it's a very polarizing book. I think the the syntax and the structure is going to make or break people. It's just like Prophet Song. I don't know why the booker feels the need to have these books with that are kind of odd with the way they're written because of the format. Like some of those sentences were just so long. Do they need to be that long? Do the language have to be that way? No, but it's a stylistic choice and you're going to go like or you're going not. Like I didn't like Prophet Song's the stylistic choice, but I liked this because of the stylistic choices. I think this book is an exploration of what this woman is going through and it is very character-based rather than plot-based. I think it's a great book. I also think it explores that inner turmoil that everyone has when they feel that they have to do something because they've been raised to do that, but then they don't want to. And whether that's something just like you don't want to do what your parents want you to do as a major or you don't or they don't want you to do something as a career or if it's religion or if it's with love. I think it's something where what your parents sometimes have planned for you, what your family has planned for you is not always what you have planned for yourself. I think this book is that study of what happens when you don't take your life into your own hands and for years you did what your family wanted what your brother did and then all of a sudden you're in this situation you realize I can start living for myself I can interact with people and I can become my own person and have my own stories I think this story is an explanation of it it's slow the ending you don't really get that liberating feeling for her but I think it's because something like that isn't fixed overnight because it's mental. It's something that takes time. I think this book at the end shows that she's going to start to change and live life for herself because she says that I'm living. And I think you can either take that as she is living, that her purpose is to take care of her brother, but I think it's I am living and I'm going to make my own life here for myself. I can be with these townspeople and go to the bakery and the church and do this without my brother telling me exactly what I can and cannot do. And I think if you follow the book farther and if the book was longer I would like to hope that we see her living for herself that she takes over the garden that she takes over the house and she makes a home for herself after her brother is gone and that she finds that way to do that for herself and to give her the ability to live I think the book is her trying to find the ability to justify her living and finding something for herself I think that was a great exploration I really liked it Again, I think the book is going to be hit or miss. I find that a lot of reviews I see of the Booker Prizes that have happened this year, they're all very hit or miss. The 
the long list and especially the short list seem very polarizing this year and just so far as I, I didn't like one of them but I loved another one. I don't know which one I'm going to read next but I really want to read more of them because I want to see because I think I might find like more favorites or I might find some more that I don't like but that's all the joy of reading sometimes is finding what you like and don't like. But let me know, have you read this book? Have you read the other Booker Prize shortlist, longlist, and the winner? How do you feel about it? Honestly, if it was just between this and Prophet Song, I think this should have won. But of course, there are other books out there. This might change my opinion. It might be. I read one of the other books and absolutely love it and think that should have won. That's all the joys of reading and finding this out. So until next time, if you have any recommendations, please let me know. I love hearing from you guys. This is not only my show, it's yours. I want to talk about what you want to talk about. So please let me know if you have any recommendation. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, this has been the Notes from the Library.